Yo, yo, welcome to today's episode of the Shy Reverberation Podcast with Donald Nelson on the Confidence in the Clutch Network. I'm D now Dizzle, DZ, DZS, DZD, DZOS, Don P, Don D, Don Rilla, your host with Supreme Confidence. Get your confidence together, get your clutch together, support your own American War and African with mass appeal. Listen to and follow the network on various platforms. Search Confidence in the Clutch. Go to confidenceclutch.podbean.com and wherever you listen to your podcast, subscribe on YouTube. Click the bell for notifications on new content when I drop everywhere. Follow, share, rate, and review is important. Follow us on X and Instagram at K&K. Visit us on Facebook at Confidence in the Clutch. How long are we going to be on X? I can't even tweet certain shit now. No links. What's going on? Ain't nobody paying to tweet links, man. Coming up. Talk about episode 605, one of them nights. You know, what we know so far, moments of the show, reactions about 605, and next episode, prediction 606, like always. Bringing you quality content with strong opinions and facts. At Confidence in the Clutch, we are feared more than love but never hated. You know why? Because the hate don't bother me, man. Come ride me for a minute, man. Strap in. Confidence starts right now. Three, two, one. Confidence on three. In the clutch on six. One, two, three. Confidence. Four, five, six. In the clutch. Confidence in the clutch. Welcome, everybody, to episode 33, season six, episode five, 605 of the Shy Reverberation Podcast with Donald Nelson on the Confidence in the Clutch Network. Thank you for joining. Click the bell for notifications of new content when I drop new media energy up. I appreciate it. every single one of the listens, every single one of the views on YouTube. Y'all know what it is, y'all. We jumping right into it right fast. The beat. I start off from the beginning of my shit all the time. Let's do it. Ah. How I get all the way down there? I'm bugging out. All right, y'all. Let's do it. What we know so far. Emin and Keisha have beefed over his involvement with Duda and is seeping into their relationship. Kev has moved out and understands the struggle for independence. Duda takes image shopping to look the part of a boss. Hey. Marcus and Tierra are an item now. Shad is still wanting Tierra and is struggling to find a job. Rob gets a better deal from Duda than Q gave him. Triggs campaign ramped up with a viral moment in Smokies. Keisha earns a job at a school. Emmett buys Tiff a car. Jake is selling merch now. Papa likes a 19-year-old at work. Kevin Maisha kiss. Trig wins his councilman seat. Duda kills a young boy in the lounge with Emmett present. Tracy wants to have some growth time for herself. Duda shows up and things are the same with her and Tracy. Episode 602. First day in. Office. Trig gets a surprise. Jamal is out of jail in his office asking about his sister Lene and can he help him find her. Emmett and Keisha have shot growing pains in their relationship. Tiff gets introduced to Cairo, a dealer and grower. Dante's connect. Cairo questions her about the whys and hows of the business and what she's doing. Maisha gets approached to be an opening act at a show. Darnell talks to Emmett about trust and Duda. Tiff and Rob talk about growing, talk about growing their business and getting away from Duda, taking their business away from Duda. Emmett and Duda go look at a crib on the west side. Duda talks about expanding, opening up the Smokies on the west side and helping the brother out get a crib. Sandy talks with Papa and Bakari about following the word. Papa questions him doing the same. Papa and, and Kenya find out they're both PKs, preacher's kids, and start to bond. Trig vows to help black men with their mental health and asks Lene if she wants to see Jamal, and she agrees. Cairo meets with Tiff and Rob and says he'll show them how to grow and run their own shit. M shows Keisha the house, and she loves it. She wants to be on the paperwork and wants Duda to know this is alone. Kev shows up at Maisha's show. And they talk about their situationship. Ooh. Rob asks his mom, Alicia, 
for $50,000 to start up a business. She wants to know who killed her brother, his uncle, and then Rob asked for 100000 Episode 603, Emmy leaves the apartment and Tiff stops by to talk about old times. Keisha's getting things together for the housewoman party. Papa comes to Kenya's assistance at Smokey's. Keisha and M shows growth from where their friends are. The housewoman scene is where new plots were unveiled, which led to mad more issues between two parties. M and Keisha, the stress of moving, a blended family, and knocking Keisha. M and Duda, the gift of a gun. Keisha and Nina over moving too fast for M. Rob and Nuck over who killed Q. Keisha and Tiff over EJ calling RJ a bitch. M and Tiff over co-parenting Darnell and Duda over the gun and a threat. Lene tells Bakara she doesn't want to be with a street nigga, but trust, he will be careful in the streets. Trig asks for Tima to move in with him. She says, yes, Darnell takes the gun, and M doesn't know where it is. 604, the 420 episode. Roz lets Duda know Q was an informant for the feds. M, Vic, and Shot chop it up, and Vic wants them to come and talk later at a little man session, a little group session, therapy session. M still can't find his gun. Tiff and Rob talk about getting things together for their business. Shot helps Duda at the chop shop and Duda offers him more money if he wants it. Marcus lets Gemma know her time is running out before she has to make her college decision. Fatima is getting drilled by her aunt and mom about her moving in with Vic and all that. Roz tells Vic to keep quiet. Nuck offers Stanley money and he refuses. Vic have the man meet at the Rock. Darnell tells him he has the gun and watch the company he keeps. Duda talks about passing the mob down to someone. Tiff, Rob, and Cairo visit Vic for a permit. Nuck drops off the money for him to hold. Duda gives Nuck the green light on Stanley. For sure. Current episode synopsis. One of them nights. Kevin, Jake, Papa, and the crew celebrate a major milestone. Emmett questions Duda. Keisha asks for help. Jamal issues a warning to Bakari over Lene. Shah makes a potentially life-altering decision. We in moments, y'all. We in moments. So, final scene of the last episode is Kev. Well, no. No, no, no. We're not doing that shit. Opening scene. Kev is trying on his tux and Emma's helping him pick it out. He got the right fit for Kev and all that dope. Closing scene. Kev makes the call and tells them yes in L.A. Ending credit song was Nardo Wick. Who wants smoke? When Drake and when, when Twenty One Savage did it at the concert, I didn't know why everybody went crazy. You know what I'm saying? They was when they went doom, 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 doom. doom. I'm like, what is what's going on? Because I've never heard the song. Man, that was their song on the show today. Boy, favorite bubble of the show, man. Rob and Zay. When when Rob walked up on Zay and Zay showed him the thing, like nigga, what you want to do? Cause Rob got balls. I like Rob. Dude, I checking him, right? Man, he told him a couple of nice choice words, put the gun up to <laughs> put the gun up to his neck and told him, player, I'll be at your bitch and some gators and a pinky ring on at your wake, nigga. <laughs> damn. Damn, dude, I, my G. My G, nigga, damn. Uh Stanley giving words of wisdom to the boys before they went to prom. Those are things to live by. Even grown folks can understand what Stanley was talking about and make their life better. My unbelievable, my unbelievable moment of the show, Shad and M hiding guns and money in the living room. Shad, the first place you can think of is what the room you're in, my nigga, like in the living room. Most niggas put some shit in the basement, in a box, behind a couple boxes, in another room in the basement, in a box, behind a couple boxes. You know what I'm saying? 
Like you'll put that shit in a box, in a tote, in a you know what I mean? I you'll seal the box. You know what I mean? You'll seal the box up with some tape, right? And put like dishes on the motherfucker. You know what I mean? Or something. You know what I'm saying? Books on the motherfucker. CDs, nigga. You know what I'm saying? And then you put that bitch in a tote somewhere with some bullshit on top of it. You know what I mean? And niggas won't even be looking for that. And then the boy smoking a blunt at prime inside the building. Like, no. Hell no. That shit ain't going on nowhere. I don't give a damn where y'all at. That, that was unbelievable moment of the show. All right, y'all, let's 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 do our takeaways and recap this bitch, man. <laughs> it was a good episode. It was a good episode. Uh, let's talk about it. Kev is trying on his tux. That's where we start at, right? And Elm is helping him, giving me Brandon vibes, y'all. I miss Brandon so much. We miss you, Brandon. Kev is a fool up in that motherfucker talking crazy. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? He's like, yeah, yeah I'm going to be the shopper. He's talking his shit, though. And then M talking to him like, man, he thought he was buying cash. Tuck like, no, nah. I said, I got the money. Kev like, no, nah, I got the money. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. He's like, a team in L.A. wants to sponsor me for my gaming shit. You know what I'm saying? They want to move out there. You know what I'm saying? So he's going to think about it. M like, man, what about the shit here and all this shit? Like, nah. You know what I'm saying? He's like, you know I mean? Like, nah, nigga, we ain't. Nah, I got to do what I got to do. So we got Papa asking Kenya to prime and shit. I don't know how that happened. I guess sex would make it statutory right, right? We ain't doing that shit. Then he gets back to Kev, wanting to leave leave for a bigger opportunity. M talking about building his legacy in the city that raised him. M gives a valid point about niggas leaving, get it popping somewhere else while their hometown dies. But not too many real niggas left. That's what he. That's what M said. Now, the thing is, you have to go where the opportunity presents itself. If L.A. is offering what Chicago wants, he has to go. Too many times we stay where we're supposed to be at. I'm 46 years old. I've been here far too fucking long. There's no opportunity. This is one of the worst places in America for black people. So we condition to be in this motherfucker. You know what I mean? You're only doing certain things. It's the worst place to raise a black child in the United States of motherfucking America. And we stay our dumb ass here raising our black kids. We are brainwashed. We are bamboozled. We are tricked to be in here in this punk ass city that I live in. So, yeah, get the fuck up out of here, man. We tied to the wrong shit. Most times our parents or our kids do why motherfuckers don't make moves, man. That's why motherfuckers need to go to college away from this bitch. Dude, I'm Bakari walk through the garage. Bakari picks a vehicle for the prime weekend. It comes with a caveat, though, because B still ain't find a place to stash them guns. And he had to the end of the night or else he ain't riding that Lambo truck, dog. Hey. See Tiff at Cairo's grow house and shit, and they hear some psh, motherfucker go peel her shit up. <laughs> Dante was there and shit. His ass always look goofy around Tiff. Stop having my man look goofy, yo. Stop having my man look goofy and shit like he pussy whipped for Tiff, man. Freeze that shit, man. He's like, man, I think I know who got that shit, man. Let's go get your shit. So <clears throat> she hops in the car with dog, and then Rob pull up. But you know, we see the Keisha go to work. Excuse me. And a teacher, we don't never knew her name and shit. They have a conversation. Keisha's job is cut due to budget cuts. And she was like, Yeah, and would you come in late and have to leave early? Nah, we can't have that shit. Like, I wish we didn't have to cut you, but Keisha kind of shot herself in the foot with all the extra bullshit. And that part of the show, I said, Good, because that's what she gets. Because I don't like the way she's been treating Emmett. I'm trying to, I'm going to have sympathy for her later on, but right now, it's karma, 
And of course, she's going to blame him for always doing things with the boys while she's at work and all that shit. She can't pursue her dreams, blah, 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 all that bullshit that Keisha been on lately. So then we see Tiff, Rob, and Dante roll to the chop shop. And this I love, this is one of my favorite moments on this show. Rob was talking like, hey, man, you motherfuckers, woo, 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 woo. And Zay pulled the burner out on Rob's ass and shit. And Duda walked in and said it was a mistake and to give her a car back and shit. And Rob snapped on Duda like, come on, man. I mean, in the window shit. And then talking about the window. And that's what Duda told Duda. Duda. Duda put the cigar up to his face like, that's what we, that's what we not going to do. <laughs> Duda, I called him both. He said, take it out of the next drop. I ain't finna fix shit. Y'all niggas figure it out. He really could have got that shit fixed there at the, at the shop, though. They could have just ordered the window and got the shit fixed and did the shit. They, y'all fucked it up. But I guess he's like, fuck it. You nigga, y'all, y'all got the car. Fuck the window. So, street shit. So, Duda talked to Dante about, you know what I'm saying? Dante was like, yo, man, your boy's being too greedy with these cars. And Duda told him, don't get caught in this shit with Tiff and all this shit. Especially over a bitch that ain't yours. Facts, Duda. My G. Duda, Duda, Duda. Jake and Vic talk about outfits for prime and shit that Jake made and shit. He had a two-tone shit. Jake is out here with his shit. So Vic is struggling a little bit with people not trusting him and how he's a politician. Now that he's a politician, they going to think he's all about lying and shit. And Jake, Jake schools him on humility and expectations. Like, just stay true to who you is. Don't be with the fuck shit, dog. You'll be straight. Um... We see the girls, Lene and uh, Maisha's doing their nails, talking about Jamal want to be Bakari. She worried about it, bullshit. It was a lot of quick scenes like that. Boom, 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 boom. It's like filler scenes and shit. I don't get that shit, but it is what it is. They had to fill the time up. M drops off EJ to Tiff and see the broken window on the car, so he mad. But when Tiff fine ass walked out of that house and walked down to the gate, oh, my God, did y'all see her? Y'all know, y'all know I've been doing this shit. What is this? Episode 33. Y'all know Tiff and Tracy. It's just something about them two. And no, it's not because they're light-skinned. You know what I mean? It's just I've seen both of them walk. Fucks. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. I like I like I like Nina too though. Don't, don't get me wrong. And I'm telling y'all, Dre is on power. Dre, Dre got some shit too. Dre just, you know what I mean? Bro. Yeah, yeah, but motherfucking that Tiff. <sighs> mm. Let me tell you something. That's Chicago fine right there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's Chicago fine. Man, the women in Chicago, man. They shit. I shit. Chicago women? Fire. All right. All right. I'm back, y'all. I'm back. So M <laughs> M asks Tiff about the window and why she didn't call him about it. Nigga. She tells the story, right? And Tiff let him know about her stepping off from Duda and growing my own. Shit, I don't fuck that. M, don't get caught up, G, trying to go and ask Duda what happened. You know what I mean? She's telling you who the fuck you are and your place in her life, nigga. I didn't need you, nigga. I got a nigga. What she does, she does, M. Don't revert to old bullshit running behind your old bitch. All right. I'm thinking I'm doing that now. <laughs> Lene asked Bakari where he got the truck from. You know where he got it from. Motherfucking doodle, Lene. Quit acting stupid. 
Some of this Lene Bakari shit is dumb. They need to take this shit out. Bakari told Lene he loved her and she said it back and shit like that. Like, what y'all thought? You know, this nigga ain't got no L's, man. Cut it out. So M comes home and Keisha tells him she lost her job and here go we, we go with the bullshit. M was like, well, at least you're not as overwhelmed anymore. You know what I'm saying? You were juggling a lot. And she talking about, yeah, helping you. Oh, God. So wait a minute. So as a mate, you're not supposed to help your mate? You're not supposed to lean in and all that shit? All this shit we got. You ain't supposed to lean in and help with the shit? I told y'all everything is M's fault. That's why I didn't like this shit. He can't win with her. M, at this point, pack her shit up, send her home to her mama, and let that shit be what it is. Y'all don't have no kids together, so fuck that shit. Let that shit ride. She's not ready to be a cat woman or your woman, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, she talking about the job meant a lot to her. Why was your ass? Get your ass there on time and stop leaving early if you ain't got to. She's talking crazy to cuz, telling him it's his fault because she has to pick up his slack because his business demands him to be away from the crib and she's living, he's out there living his best life. What? You need a nanny so you can get to work? No. Nah, I ain't feeling, I, I, y'all know I haven't been feeling the whole Keisha shit anyway because they making her intolerable. Ah, B. M, she gotta go. Cut your L's, G, when I was watching at that point in the show. All right? We'll talk about Keisha later. Shad and Darnell out here on a Mr. Mr. Fix-It shit, right? Darnell had that Sean John coat on that light brown joint. I have a chocolate one just like it. You know what I mean? Then I got that bitch from, like, Boston store. It might have been Carson Peary Scott where you was at or some shit like that. Hold on, cuz. Shad. Shad. How are you going to complain about the $100 you got when you weren't getting shit, G? That's what I want to know. I get it, but you don't want to work at Smokey's. You don't want to work for Duda without the street shit, just working on cars because you can make that shit if you do good work. Duda and them ain't going to trip. You don't want to work with Darnell, the nigga, you're <laughs> nigga, nigga, you're assed out. And all that bitch, man, 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 man. <laughs> man, they, they need to stop writing this character like that. Don't make dog complaining ass little bitch ass nigga, man. That's not cool. That's not cool. He trying to find his way, though. But he had he a little bit of something better than a whole lot of nothing. He got pieces where he can be protecting his safe and doing his thing. I understand his dreams and shit and all that shit. But goals, dreams are goals with a timeline, motherfucker. It's certain shit that I wanted to do that I can't do no more, motherfucker, right now. It's just reality setting in. Oh, they'll never tell yourself you can, and I'm doing this, and I want you know, fuck all that shit. Some shit is what it is. You know what I mean? You might, you know what I'm saying? You got to move on and focus on other things. You can't focus on the shit that it might just be what it is. You can revisit it, because something might change later, but it is what it is, uh, Shaw. Damn. It be pissing me off. I'm starting to hate this character as well, not like Keisha's. Darnell told him right, though, you know, if your woman ain't stressing you, you do what you got to do to make her life easy as hell at the crib. If she's the leader, if she's financial and all this shit, man, you just got to do what you got to do. If you can't stomach that, if you can't handle that, you're going to basically gonna have to get the fuck up out of her crib, nigga. Because you won't take other routes, G. She says she can get you a job. Sometimes you got to have humility and be like, I understand. I don't want my, I don't want my woman, uh, daddy to give me a job and all that. Well, nigga. What you gonna do? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You ain't got no other job. You don't want to take no other job. So if a nigga like, damn fam, we could have got you the job giving you the 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 the, the thirty dollars an hour, but you want to take the job that's the twelve. 
We respect you because you took the job that was 12 because you said you didn't want my help. I get all that shit. I get all of it, but come on, G, stop it. And that music sample, entering the next scene, is a splice sample. And they was playing shit over the shit. And I have I had a fire beat to it that I put like a couple drums to it. Let me let me play it. I don't have this shit hooked in an audio interface. I just gotta hear it over over the studio monitors. Yeah. That's that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I had a jump switch. Come on, come on, come on. Yeah. Covers in the clutch productions, baby. Okay, yeah, I had multiple. Okay, I'm back. I'm back. I had multiple. I had multiple drums to this shit, though. But yeah, the music be fire on there. All right. Gemma getting dressed, and Tierra just walks in her room. No, nigga. Not in this house. Not in my house. Always announce yourself and open for me because I'm the parent. I pay all this shit up in here. Yo. Yo, I, uh, whatever. Or to knock to make sure the children weren't getting dressed and shit. Like, yeah, and that dress was fucking hideous. And good, here you go. That dress is hideous, hideous. And with <laughs> Tierra, 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 <laughs> Tierra said, <laughs> that dress is hideous. Did you buy it online? That was your first mistake. Like, damn. And it's certain, look, it's certain motherfuckers move certain ways, man. It's certain shit that I don't eat. That don't mean I think I'm better than motherfuckers that eat it. It's just certain shit that motherfucker, I'm not doing that. You know what I mean? And I try not to call people out. Some shit you just can't do. So that was a quotable for Tierra, right? I must say, some of this shit women get from online that that's that 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 looks cheap is cheap, and that's cheap looks cheap. Motherfucker, how about that? I'll say that. I'll say that. I'll say that. <laughs> leave that shit alone. I'll leave it alone. I'll leave it alone. Uh, Tierra offers to take her shopping. Jimma bucks out of that first, and Tierra says, either me or your daddy gonna take you shopping. And she tried to get some fly shit. And Marcus walked by and grinned at it like it because, you know, the little issues he was having with the shit, all right? And you go to Nina and Dre, they hollering about Dre's ex-bitch, and you text her until 11 p.m. Nina said the same shit Keisha told him about, you out here living your best life. So I love Dre's attitude and responses, no yelling of her voice. Boy, when I grow up, shit, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But no, that's a gift to never let others take you to a place of person you don't want to be. You in the wrong and draining position of power because you're losing your shit over what the fuck I'm doing. Think about it for a minute, y'all. Keisha come in. And yes, Keisha, you're sounding like your mother and shit. Like, Dre, Dre bugging over that ex shit, though. But we all know what it is. She still got feelings for her. You know what I mean? So Dre asked Keisha about therapy, and do you think that's something you can do? And she's like, yeah, I want to go back. So that's dope. I'm glad the therapy shit is coming out because it's teaching people in our community it's okay. For so long, it was Jesus, 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 Jesus. I know motherfuckers that's therapists and don't have a therapist. They just pray to Jesus. But their job is a therapist. But they don't have a therapist for all their shit they're dealing with outside of taking on all their clients' shit to... Let that out to troubleshoot. Uh, yeah. Bakari went to shower with the guns, of course. Bakari told him, when is he going to be done keeping being a cap nigga? This nigga in high school, to tell a nigga in his 30s, when you going to be done being a capped nigga? Is that disrespectful? Let me know in the comments. Is that disrespectful? Damn. 
uh, Bakari puts two racks on the table. I got two racks. Take it or leave it, nigga. <laughs> Sha said, how long is a little while? Yeah, I heard all the stories. Yeah, for a while. He put them two racks on the table. How long is a little while? The thing is, where are you going to tell Dice you're getting the money from, nigga? Money is the root of all evil, shot. So I was thinking automatically, where is this nigga going to hide the guns at? Because he ain't got his own crib. This looking in the living room ass nigga. Okay, in the vent in the living room blocking the air. No, nigga. That shit in the auxiliary room, the office, the room that niggas really don't spend a lot of time in, motherfucker. Not the living room, G. And once again, put that shit somewhere else. Not in the living room. Put it in the basement somewhere, man. Jim and Tierra are getting their lashes done. She talking about no general population. Like, she shut that shit down with the appointment only type shit. Can't nobody else be up in here. Jim was at her ass, blah, 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 blah. And T.R. offered her hand like, Jim, let me just tell us, let me tell you something, baby. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And talked to Jim about love and all this shit and what it is. And well, how shit may look ain't what it, what, what, what it has been. She's like, motherfucker, I don't, I don't fuck with people, man, and women more powerful than your daddy. <laughs> like, I ain't using your daddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, good conversation. Now, it's my, you know, M dumbass. Here we go. M went in yelling, where'd where do that? Where do that? Where do that? Who do that? Nigga, what you gonna do? You ain't got the strap with you. You know that was, you you know that was Tiff's car. Nigga, do you know how many black Ultimas there are, though, nigga? Like, yeah, I mean, Duda told him right, nigga. Like, come on, man. Fuck out of here, man. You're a day late and a dollar short, young man. Your woman came in here with two other niggas to get that shit, and she didn't call you. I would get up if I ain't had these headphones on, nigga. Yeah, 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 yeah. Man, he checked the shit out of that nigga. Yo. This nigga had the balls to tell dude I fuck you. What you say? Fuck you. Yo. Dude put him in his place, though. Then you can't come on, man. Not over. Come on, fam. So M is bucking now, nigga. What are you mad at, M? This nigga making, I mean, you could have said no to a couple things, nigga. You didn't want to. You could. You didn't want to, M. Y'all don't write M to back being a stupid-ass nigga, man. Because he can be a liability to do that. They can get rid of his ass. Nigga, check your dick at the door, sir. I blame his actions on Keisha, though. He's not thinking clearly. He's trying to be everything to two women that don't want him to be him or don't want him to be Whoever the fuck you want to be. Dude, I told him right about tripping with the wrong motherfucker. Because you'll be dead. You'll be dead, nigga. You'll be dead. Tripping with the wrong motherfucker. And I'll be at your wake, nigga, with gators on and a pinky ring. <laughs> Shit. Dude, the quote of a man. Dude, the quote of a man. Dude, my G. Dude. Dude, I ain't playing with these niggas no more, man. I'm glad they're I'm glad they're making him more ruthless this season for sure. They better stop playing with that man. No, he did some cornball shit later on. They get they they get it right. They do shit right, and then they do some cornball shit, man. Stop with the writing shit, man. Let that shit just be gangster. Is it gonna be gangster or not, man? Let him let him learn, oh man. So we see Papa getting ready. <sighs> 
Stanley wants to meet the girl and talking all this preach, 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 preach. God said all this shit, right? They had that church conversation, PK shit. That's mad pressure on the youth the more I look at it, though. Right? You got to be good all the time. You got to be Jesus to your parents. But your parents ain't got to be Jesus to you. Make it make sense. Bakari comes in looking fly as fuck. You know what I'm saying? Bakari tells Stanley, Lene wants him to meet Jamal and all that shit. And he snapped snap with Stanley. I just don't want the nigga to try to punk me and shit. You know what I'm saying? Bakari called him for man Bakari. Bakari, that's my nigga. I like Bakari. Stanley told him language and Papa smirked and shit. Like, man. Stanley gave him good rules to live by. Stanley took the picture. That might be the last picture Papa have his pops because I believe in the screenwriting world, this is foreshadowing. And that was a good scene for that to always remember that. All the life lessons Stanley gave the boys, life changing shit. Because Duda said, because Duda gave a green light on that nigga. Man. Told Nuck to go ahead and handle that. Right? Em's at the crib having a drink. Keisha comes in saying she needs to see a therapist. Not couples therapy for them, but therapy for her individually because she feels empty. She said, the relationship is cool. I just, why don't you go to therapy too? Yeah, yeah, Keisha, you had a baby without a father. There's a lot going on. You know what I mean? Emma's cool with the group thing, you know. You got to let people go on their journey when they go on their journey. Jimmy came down with what her and Tierra picked out. It was fine, but that dress was ugly. That was ugly like the other bullshit cheap dress. And Marcus bugged out talking about, I'll make the decision. I'm your parent. And this and that, shot one, bow. Then he tells Tiara, Tiara, yo, I don't want her looking like a fucking hooker, shot two, bow. And she's like, damn, what, what, what do you think I look like then? Bow, like, you know what I'm saying? Marcus did too much right there at that shit, man. Damn, I get it though. You genuine, that's the first time you've seen your daughter looking like a grown ass woman, nigga. Yeah, that shit, that shit is tough to look at, nigga. For sure. So we got the boys together and shit. Kaz secretive about his dating shit. The boys are present. Kenya can't come, can't come to prime and shit. Like, I can't come, sorry, but come by later. My parents are out of town. Papa was straight with it though. Like, yeah, I got me an older woman. I'm gonna be on my grown man shit. Don't worry about it, please. You know what I'm saying? The send-off is from Jake's crib. Uh Jimmy's dress is better than the first one she picked out. That one was dope. And of course, Tierra brought multiple dresses. She ain't no bird. Kevin and Maisha come out together. That was dope. So now everybody know. Jamal had that real conversation. Bakari stood tall. You know what I mean? That was nice. The line of vehicles was fly. Then we see at the little lounge and shit where Duda and them like to be. Rob's mom, Alicia, is there with Duda's lady, Bianca. So mom's Alicia doesn't want Duda to do stupid shit up in there. He already killed the motherfucker up in there. Because moms ain't feeling Duda with the shit with her brother getting killed. Told... Bianca, you owe me for me fronting you the money on this motherfucker. And I'm going to call you and you'll know when I need that shit. That's gangster shit. That's how gangster women, gangster women from the Chicago move, nigga. That's how I go, G. So we get to prime. Maisha prime queen. Jake prime queen. King dope. Kev let the boys know he might move to L.A. Jake said he should go. Perspective, do it for you, not for us, nigga. Go ahead and get your shit off. Pop on some stay shit. You know, Unbelievable moment of the show. These cats smoking a, 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 a blunt at prime in the building. No, no. And they went crazy over that damn Nardo Wax song. I'm telling you, I don't, I'm finna watch the video after this shit because they went crazy over that shit. Nardo Wick, is that the name? I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know, y'all. 
I got to listen to it. We see Vic, Marcus, and Darnell and Shy celebrating um, at Vic Crib. Just kicking it. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. DeAndre was on that, but I didn't know, but I knew it. There's so many different lines of separation with this show, and then you get to this shit, and it turns into that. DeAndre, DeAndre said that <laughs> he had a fiance, but didn't say a woman, uh, and let you know Vic know that yeah, Duda was a good person. You know what I'm saying? I was just working with Duda on some houses. He bought a house and all that shit. And when I struck him with the loan, he looked out for me and shit. So Vic, like Quincy, let me talk to you. I'm talking about Duda is dangerous. You know, because Vic trying to separate from just with all the bullshit going on. Then his dumb ass, Vic's dumb ass, Vic's dumb motherfucking ass tells Quincy, he said, what's wrong? I helped him dump a body. You stupid motherfucker, you can't. You're going to jail, Victor, you fucking clown ass nigga, stupid as fuck. Stupid as fuck. You know what I mean? So post-promise, Bakari dropped off Papa at King. She has a son. Oh, well, nigga, whatever. Papa, whatever, nigga. You ain't doing that shit. And then we got the slow music. I'm like, no, nah, come on, man. Like, yo. <laughs> come on, man. So, all right, we know, we know. We know already now. We we know. <laughs> but they had a talk about, about doing them being careful, so I can appreciate that. Bakari doing too much in the whip. They just pulling all these riding fast in the motherfucking live music and put over by the boys. He has no L's. Duda, the nigga had no L's. How are you driving the lamb truck? At that point in time, nigga, you get the driver. But I guess everybody wanted to push, but nah, get the driver. So then we got Dre, Nina, and Jamal go to get Lene. Stanley gets Bakari, and that's fucked up on prime night. And then Stanley had to go get Papa from Kenya's house and... Bakari in the back of the seat crying and shit. You good, G? You just, man, take the little ticket and shit like that. Do let them take care of that shit, man. Then we see Vic and Fatima sitting down, and FBI stops by, want to talk to Vic. Here we go. And your dumb ass talking to motherfuckers. Silly ass. I got to go answer a few questions. I'll be back, baby. Suck ass, motherfucker. Duda go and picks up Bianca and let her know Alicia Kane's by, right? That's what Bianca lets him know that. She asked Duda if he killed Q because she was questioned about it. This nigga says, don't ask me questions you know the answer to. <clears throat> so, she's like, so you did? Yeah, I had to. How was her? How can you trust her? We only seen her for three the last three motherfucking ep- Last three episodes, dude. Come on, writers. So you and Vic are bugging, trusting these random ass people. Roz told both you niggas to shut the fuck up. Man, come on, writers. Why, writers? Why? See Keisha at therapy, and she tells her whole life, her whole life. It is a lot. It was good to see her get it out and get it off, because sometimes we forget about the shit that's going on with her. Keisha, I got you, baby. All right? I need her just to take care of her shit positively instead of blaming him for the shit. Thank you, writers, for showing the mental health struggle and how it can fuck up so many things in your life if you don't get your mental health checked just like that knee and that elbow and shit. Thank you, because everything is a conversation. Thank you, writers, for putting that in there. Kevin Maisha kick it at the crib. Kev asked her about L.A. if it could help her career. Kev, smart as fuck, planting the seed. 
Now he sent the plate to offer her to move to, to, with him to L.A. You know what I mean, he's smart as fuck. She told him what he needed to hear. I ain't staying here for nobody. I got to get away from motherfuckers. If my opportunity lies somewhere else, I got to go get my shit. And now he can make a decision, and he makes a decision. Keisha goes home, finds all the money in the living room, because this idiot-ass nigga throws in, like, the fucking blanket thing in the living room. You and Shy, you know, with this hiding shit in the living room, dumbass shit. Cab makes the call and tells them, yes, yeah, smart Cab. Right. All right. What I predicted watching the trailer. Papa asked Kenya to go to prime with him. No, she's in adult G, even though she said, yeah, but no, she, and she didn't go. M buys Kev a super prime. Nope, nope. Kev said, he got it. I don't need your money. He got it. He's getting sponsored by a gaming team. Keisha tells him, I'm not sitting at home. Why is he living his best life? Bye. Bye. But now we get it. We get it. She just needed to get her life in order. Bakari takes the guns, the shots, and give him the dough. He better not do it. And he did it. Silly ass nigga. End the vent. Prime send off. Cool. Bakari gets put over. I said before he took the guns, after he took the guns, he got to land the cars after Prime. Cool. All right. Looking at the trailer for the next episode, 606, season six, episode six. We got three left before they take a hiatus because they had eight done before the writer strike and then the actor strike. So then they ain't coming back to whenever they get this shit done. And I need to check up on that because they keep on talking about the last offer. I don't know when some of these shows coming out. By the way, check the Power of Reverberation Book for Forest podcast, season two, episode one. That dropped already. Wherever you listen to your podcast or watch on YouTube. Next episode predictions. M tells Keisha, I would never put our family in danger. And she says, you already have. You already have. Fucking with Duda, taking money from Duda for the shit. She's benefiting from it. She don't even know about the gun yet, nigga. So, yeah, you're doing a little bit too much. You're going to have to get some shit under control. But how can you separate from Duda? Well, without Duda, you wouldn't be making the money you're making. Papa tells Kenya he's still processing everything. And she asks if you're ready for this. No, he's 17, finna graduate from high school. To, to, to take on a woman with a child, nah, that ain't that ain't that ain't his life. That ain't his life. I can see Papa being a good guy and doing that shit, but why write that in there? They could just be friends. Uh, Dre tells her ex, "Hey, at work," and her ex coming looking mad. And then we see Tracy asking Dre if she had feelings for this ex, and Dre says no. And Tracy looked at her face, motherfucker, with the mmm, because Dre doing too much. Dre wants answers to why they shit didn't work. Dre, you're a therapist. So you need to talk to your therapist about letting go and what you need to do to get your closure from your ex because clearly you never had closure. Stanley tells Vic to take the righteous path. The city will always be in the devil's hands and we see Duda. And then we see the children at graduation, Cash speaking about don't let nobody take things from you, take your own risk, take your own chances. And we see Zay, Nuck, and Duda in the uh, chop shop. We see Bakari with a dotted eye with Jamal driving them somewhere. And we see Vic. And then we see him with a gun in the mirror with his shit, y'all. That's where we at. That's where we at. We got three episodes left, man. Don't fuck this up, y'all. Don't fuck this up. Don't fuck this up. We're very entertained. Very entertained. This is a great season of The Shy. You guys keep on reinventing this. Thank you to the writers for this shit. I love this. Um, it's a really good show. Please don't fuck this up, y'all. All right. Next week, man, make sure y'all check out my Conference in the Clutch podcast about all types of things, sports, religion, politics, basketball, focus. Ain't no basketball on, so it's like, uh, I might have to take a break. We got the Power of Reverberation book for Force, Tommy Show. 
dropped season two, episode one. That's up. I got a new show, uh, Something to Cook, Confidence in the Kitchen. I took a video from December 2018 and just put it out there to the world just to see. It's a Tuscan garlic shrimp dinner you can make. People you love. And always come right back here next week for the Shy Reverberation Podcast. This is what it is, man. Love the support. Yo, get your confidence together. Get your clutch together. Support your own. Listen to and follow the network on various platforms. Search Confidence in the Clutch. Go to confidenceintheclutch.podbean.com and wherever you listen to your podcast. Subscribe on YouTube. Click the bell for notification new content when I drop. Follow, share, rate, and review is important. Follow us on X and Instagram at K&K. Visit us on Facebook at Confidence in the Clutch. Weekly, Donald Nelson, D-Nell, Dizzle, DZ, D-Z-Us, D-Z-D, D-Z-Us, Don P, Don D, Don Rilla, your host of the Shy Reverberation Podcast, a Confidence in the Clutch podcast about the hit TV series, The Shy. Have a safe and healthy night. Have a safe Labor Day weekend. Stay away from the motherfucking fools out here. You hear me? Credit grade day on purpose. If you listen during the daytime, credit grade day on purpose, y'all. Have a safe and healthy night, please. Please, y'all, safe. Peace. Confidence on three, in the clutch on six. One, two, three. Confidence. Four, five, six. In the clutch. Confidence.